Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with another episode of The Yacking Show. And today we are bringing you an interesting guest for the Harmony Channel to give you tips and ideas on your path to wholeness. But first, let's introduce co-host Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much for that. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate having you. If anyone out there is sports-minded and is looking to excel at their sport or their activity without incurring injuries, this show is for you. Because as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today, and we are so excited to welcome Bobby Aldridge to the show today. Bobby is a... um, He is a physiotherapist who has spent over three decades as an athlete, student, and educator of physical movement. He is the developer and founder of BAM Metrics, which is a proprietary system used by professional athletes to help increase mobility, unlock joints, and eliminate dysfunction. Welcome, Bobby. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. Let's just jump right in, Bobby. Can you explain exactly what BAM metrics is and how it was developed. Yeah, I, I started out, um, I went to college at the University of San Francisco and got a d- degree in kinesiology and then got out and got a, um, a certification that was CSCS. So you're able to train professional athletes. Um, and as I started learning, I was trying to put together the best things I could do. And and when I'd leave with my pro athletes, a lot of my clients would be a little bit lost with how they moved and what they did. So I started putting numbers on things and putting lines and numbers on mats and making it where I could tell them, put your feet 40 inches apart. And they would do it exactly as I taught them. Put your feet one box apart, two boxes apart, three boxes apart. So I just simplified movement with the tools that I have. You can kind of see them behind me right now. Um, mm-hmm. But it it makes it easy for you guys when I teach you how to move. So take, for example, I had 39 physical therapists in a room and I said, you guys know the staggered stance mini band walk. Give me three therapists and let's do it. So they start doing it. And then I said to the other therapist, what would you change about their movement? And they go, oh, put your feet wider, put your feet closer, put your feet here. So I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. So how are the patients going to go home and do this right? If physical therapists are being told, hey, put your feet a little bit here. So I said, wait one second. I flipped three mats over. I said, you do one box, you do two boxes, and you do three boxes. And the girl I told three boxes, I did on purpose. And I said, go ahead. Then I said to the therapist, what would you change about their movement now? And they go, hey, she's got to move in one box. And I said, ding, ding, ding. We're speaking the language now. It's something Mm. that's simple. It's something that's accountable. It's something that's measurable. So it'd be like you going to lift weights at the gym and not having any numbers on the weight. Just go by how you feel. That's literally what everybody does when they do mobility. Mobility is flexibility and strength. It's a combination of those two. That's what that is. But that's how I came up with BAM metrics and um, why I do what I do now. Okay, so that made a lot of sense to me just listening to you there. But for our audience, explain some more benefits and and why it works so much better than conventional systems of training. Oh, okay. So simple. So say I start you out and you're on the light band and you're Mm -hmm. doing mini band walks, right? So if I showed you this, if you're going to do a mini mini band walk, you put this little band on your ankles and then you walk across across the floor, right? Like this. Okay. Okay. How wide are your feet? So if I, if, I, if I have a beginner, I'm going to start you at one box. 
Okay. Okay. So you do you do that next week. Let's try two boxes. Okay. In the third week, let's try three boxes. Okay. In the fourth week, I can take this off, put on a medium band, and start over. One box. Okay. So do you see how I? You yeah. can progress exactly as I want you to do it. The staggered right. stance mini band walk. You'll do it exactly as you need to do it. You won't do it kind of like out in the floor where it's just chaos, right? Your feet could yeah. be wider. They could be too close. They're just not in the right position. So it's basically like teaching you how to lift weights with numbers. So you start to see, oh, I'm getting stronger. I can bench press 112 pounds. Right. Now I'm at 150 pounds. And just for our audio listeners out there, um, Bobby is standing on a mat that has, has um, I guess, grids on there. To yeah, know like a grid. One box, two boxes, et cetera. So you move your feet according to the grids, the grid lines. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it makes it super simple for anyone to do, from a pro athlete to a weekend warrior. You don't even have to be a fitness person. Mm -hmm. It literally, once I show you, you're an expert. You can now do it, and you don't need me standing there to tell you, oh, no, no, move your feet, move your feet. So, and and the equipment is so simple. It's a mat with boxes on it and a band, right? That's it. Yeah, it's a, it's just a yoga. That's all it is. It's a yoga mat that's made very well and heavy. It's eight pounds, and then I have the blocks back there, the red blocks that you lay on, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then I have those mini bands that it comes with it to do your different strengthening exercise. Because the key to improving is you have to mobilize soft tissue and then strengthen. If uh, you strengthen. Right. If you strengthen first, you are strengthening dysfunction, and mm -hmm. dysfunction leads to compensations, which leads to pain. Right. To pain. So if you want to be right. pain-free, you do it in that order. And right. I had, I, I have a story of a um, San Francisco Giants doctor. His wife, she came to me nine months. She had pain. Okay, so she had access to all the professionals of the San Francisco Giants baseball team. All the physical therapists, chiropractors, acupuncturists, everyone, right? Still had pain nine months later. She saw me on Wednesday. She saw me the following Wednesday. The third Wednesday workout. So Thursday, she goes out and plays golf pain-free and shoots the lowest round of golf she's ever shot. The next wow. day, the next day, so she shot 77. The next day, she went out and she shot 76 pain-free. The next day. So her husband calls me and goes, what the heck are you doing with her? I want to come over with you. So... I work with him for a couple of weeks. And then he says to me, you ever thought about writing a book on this? And I'm like, yeah, I've actually been talking about it. So I've written three books just recently. You can see them on Amazon. If you just go to my name, Bobby Aldridge, they'll pop up. But it's really that simple. If you guys order the mat blocks and bands, you watch the videos and you do these things at home. And it is complimentary with whatever you guys do out there. That's why I did this. It's about mobility. So I get a pro athlete over here who's doing the same movements that you guys are doing. Why is that? Because right. people say, you can't, you can't do the same workout. You can when the body's made to move a certain way. Right. Do you right. move right. in the frontal plane? Do you move in the sagittal plane? Do you move in the transverse plane? Yes, we all do. We're human. So they all have to move that way. And right. that's why right. this works so well. Wonderful. So that, you that is amazing. an example of, of the lower body stuff. What about the upper body? Well, one of my one of my favorites for uh, for you guys to reduce pain, it's called the wall windmill. 
So you just start with one box apart with your feet and everything I'm touching the wall, right? So my hands, my back, my shoulders. Can you guys see me okay? Mm-hmm. Am I a little too far away? It's uh, a little um, fuzzy, but that's okay. I think we can make out what you're trying to do. Yeah, so I'm, it, I'll move over a little bit this way. So I'm basically gliding on the wall. I do 10 of these. Everything's touching the wall. My hands, my shoulders, my head, my back. And many men, older men, can't get their head on the wall right here. They won't mm-hmm. be able to put their shoulders. They can't even get their fingers on the wall. So their hands will be rotated forward like this. They can't get the thumb back on the wall. So right, this, right, right. what this is doing is if you're a little rotated this way, it's going to start pulling out that rotation that is this way and coming back to here, mm-hmm. which is going to take out. Remember, rotation will cause pain. Okay, because mm-hmm. if I add, if I add, if I'm going to do a squat and I'm a little rotated, right? So I'm squatting, but I'm rotated this way. I could all of a sudden say, God, the right side's killing me. Like it hurts. And people will say, don't squat. Squatting isn't the problem. It's that you're not in the proper position. So it causes right. pain, right? The wall windmill, you'll feel this is everyone should do this every morning, every day. It just should be an automatic exercise. So if you go one box apart, then three boxes apart, and then five boxes apart, it's going to open up your adductors. And men are so tight in their adductors, which causes a little bit of low back pain and a pull, especially being a runner, it'll really open up your hips. So they'll flow Mm -hmm. better. Um, But that's one of the premier exercises. Another one that's great that you guys should do, that's the wall windmill. And just for for the benefit of our audio listeners, um, Bobby, you were standing with your back up against the wall with your arms outstretched and sort of doing like an airplane, what a child would do. Yeah, it's shoulder height. My hands are shoulder height. I pinch my shoulder blades together and I don't move my arms. I move my upper torso, Uh my upper Mm -hmm. body. So everything's touching the wall. And you're going to feel like, wow, it's easy to go left, but it's hard to go right like oh because you're rotated so as you start doing this Uh, you're going to get wider with your feet right that's why the boxes help you're going to notice that oh i can only go to four boxes i can't handle five it's too wide right but you work it for a while and then you can go a little bit wider right that's where the numbers come in Mm -hmm. so you can't quite get the box Mm -hmm. but you might go two inches wider so you go two inches wider Mm -hmm. this week and then next week try another inch and then next week try another inch so you're getting better and better, right? You're not guessing. You can't go by how you feel because a lot of times how you feel isn't the same as what you can do. So that's that's a key right. to this. So this is this is the runner stretch. This is a great one. And the reason this stretches you out so nicely is when you do this, if my hips were square when I did this, I wouldn't feel the same stretch. But because they're in a line, it's like a towel. Mm-hmm. I'm like wringing it out like a towel. So when I do this, I'm stretching from the bottom of my foot up my calf into my hamstring, into my low back, all the way up into my T-spine, up by my neck. So this is actually stretching your neck at the same time. So you just stand right. here and let let the body open it up, okay? And because of the numbers, I know I'm 34. So when I do this, I set up, here's 34. So if I want to change it and do the other side, I can move back four inches here. And then put my back foot at 38. So I just, I keep the same distance between my knees because that's my Mm -hmm. distance on my leg, 
right? That's how I find the distance is by kneeling ah, down. Right. But then as I go further away, right, I'm going to start feeling more of a stretch because I'm going lower. Does that make sense? Yes. Eventually, right. you, yeah, you guys it does. Will get, eventually, you guys will get to here. But when you're a beginner, they have no chance to get there. Most people will start here up on this. So they'll be here mm, and doing it like chair. this. This right here, and they'll go, oh, jeez. Oh, sometimes they can't even handle that. That's like a little bit too aggressive for them. So does that make sense? Ah, Absolutely. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And again, for our audio listeners, you've mm. got to watch this video mm. or, go to, or go to Bobby's website, which we'll be telling you about later. You need to see this in action. Absolutely. So, so Bobby, what you. are the most common but, injuries that your system can help with? Oh, I mean, it's backs all the time, but like groin strains, hamstring pulls, uh, shoulder issues, uh, back pain is like key. Eight out of 10 people have back pain. And most, I call myself the kind of the one hit wonder. You come over, I show you a few things and people start literally feeling better like two, three days later. And they had back pain for months, right? Mm -hmm. But all I'm doing is teaching you how to, because if I did that exercise, then I would foam roll my IT band, which is the outside of my leg between my hip and mm -hmm. my knee. Mm -hmm. And then I would do it again. And you would notice, oh, it's not quite so tight. Oh, wow, that feels better. Then I would do it again. I usually do every stretch three times, okay? After those three times, then I'm gonna go do the band work where I'll put bands on my knees and I'll strengthen my hips, okay? And so when you do it like that, it, it works every time. It makes people stronger. It makes them more mobile and it reduces their pain. Mm -hmm. So I have another question for you, Bobby. I, I've recently developed tendonitis and bursitis in my shoulders. Uh -huh. And I think it's from repetitive motions being on an elliptical machine, working the arms. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, so obviously there's something in, in this soft tissues I'm not doing. I, there's something I should be doing in order to strengthen that first. Would you agree? Yep. Or First, you want to mobilize it, then strengthen it, mobilize it, get it moving properly. So like some windmills, some arm circles, maybe some of these, um, and then some maybe some one arm rowing to get the shoulder in the proper position okay. and then laying on your back and arm gliding. So I'm laying on my back and glide your arms up, touch them and then come back down. Because if one arm's more rotated forward than the other arm, then it's like you're a little off. So when you were doing that, you're a little off. So also mm. the the repetitive. Okay. Well, to tell you a quick story is um, yeah. my my son's 16 now, but when he was 12 at our baseball uh, golf facility, we were practice finishes and they say, hey, can we have a bench press contest with the bar? And I said, sure. So the 12 year olds do it and they get 18. Then the high school kids jumped in, they did 38. And then the college kids jumped in, they did 78. And then they said, Bob, what can you do? And I'm like, I used to bench 315 and I could do 104 with the bar. So I'm thinking, God, I'm not as strong anymore. I do about 250, 260 on the bench now. So 78 is probably going to be difficult. So I get on there. I start going 75, 100, 150, 200. I did twice as many, okay, but I'm weaker. But the thing is, I'm more functional. My body's mm -hmm. in a better position. So I can handle the repetitiveness. It didn't bug my shoulder this time. It bugged my triceps. So, uh, right. for example, right. as you get in a better position, that elliptical isn't going to bug you anymore because you're in a better position. 
People get hurt repetitively because they're repeating something that the body's compensating for. Mm -hmm. So if you're a lot of hamstring pulls, if your hips are tilted forward a little bit on one side and level on the other side, that meant that means that this hamstring is longer, this hamstring shorter. What happens when you start running full speed, right? It's going to extend a little bit more, which pops the hamstring, right? So that's why it's so you're never going to be perfectly symmetrical, but you're working towards that. And you're always trying to take out the compensations, the less the compensations, the less the dysfunction, the less the pain. That's as simple as it could be. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that certainly makes a lot of sense. So here's one for you. It's it's slightly different off topic, but it's something that interests me is we see time and time again, the careers of many promising young athletes cut short by injury and some recover, some never get back to their, their, um, their best. Is this a problem of uh, inadequate levels of training or general fitness, or are they pushing themselves too hard or are they just not doing things properly? What's your opinion? I'd say that it's more, they're not doing things properly. So they're doing maybe 80% of it right, but they're missing the 20%. And Uh, pretty, pretty much, pretty much every athlete I work out with now, they've never even seen a wall windmill. They've never done a runner stretch. They've never done medicine ball pushups the way we do it for upper body. They've never done a pal off walkout the way we do it with the mat based on where your foot position is. Mm -hmm. Um, and these are just standard movements for all my right. athletes. So it's that level that they're missing the cherry on top and the and the nuts. They're just mm-hmm. having whipped cream. They don't understand right. that the other two things that you have to have to actually make it amazing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. take off the whipped cream, the cherry, and the and nuts, and you just have ice cream, right? So it's the same thing in the workouts. And I tell people it's like brushing your teeth. You don't brush your teeth twice a week. So you have to mobilize daily, just like you brush your teeth. You do different mm-hmm. ways of moving the body and you don't have to spend, you know, an hour. I'm talking 10 minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes, mix it in. So you can go do what you love. Like if you love aerobics, go do aerobics. If you love running, go running. But you need to do the basics first. And that's what my program is all about is getting everyone to move better so they can go do what they want pain-free and be more functional. Right. So you'll get you'll get more out of it. You're going to feel stronger. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel, um, wow, I'm playing better because you're more symmetrical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Very good. So you actually have a certification in this, but can you explain what the ego, um, ego skill? Ego skill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew, see, I knew yeah. I would not pronounce it correctly. Uh, uh, postural therapy is all about. Yeah, yeah. P- Peter Gostu came up with this like 30 years ago. And um, I was so lucky I ran into him and his people and learned from him. And I got certified as high as I could get up in, in that posture alignment therapist. But what it does is, it, for example, the way I came across it is I went with one of my clients to the clinic to fix a hamstring pull. And the guy started talking about all this stuff. And I said, hey, my, my hip hurts kind of like right here. What would you do for me? And he says, walk for me. And I come back and then he says, okay, lay on the floor and do these six exercises. So I get up and I walk afterwards and go, oh my God, that feels better. And I said, wow, this is awesome. If my athlete comes to me and has knee pain, hip pain or anything, I just say like, get on the bike. You know, we can't squat, we can't lunge, we can't jump, we can't do any of the stuff I was going to do for lower body strength. Now I had a way to help them because I knew something 
of how the body moves to teach. Mm -hmm. And that's why I got into the Agascu and learning about that. The layer of what I've added to that is I have metrics to it. So when they do a spread feet wide and rotate, it's my feet are 40, my hands at 20. My feet are at 42, my hands are at 21. So I have specific movements of Agoscu, but with metrics. So my mm -hmm. results are better in that way. They also don't do foam rolling and bands. I do both of those. Mm -hmm. So what I always say is I'm kind of like a chef and I have all kinds of spices to throw in there to make it taste good. They have that one spice and that's all they use. So it kind of tastes the same every day, right? Your body needs more of it to change. You have to have a lot of spices. And so I just have a lot of different ways of coming at you with bands and foam rollers and medicine balls and things like that, but metrics based. So you're going to know, again, one of my favorites for upper body strength, ultimately, that I have everyone do. And I'm talking ladies. I have everyone doing this one. It's difficult at first, but you'll you'll start on your knees if you want. But it's called the medicine ball push-up routine. So you can see I go from far apart and I start moving in closer. So these boxes right here, I'm walking my hands in on the boxes. And that would be seven push-ups. So if I go back out, that would be eight, nine, ten. And it would go back out would be 14. Now, if you're a beginner, I could put you on your knees and have you do it like this. I see. Right? Very simple, right? Now, the reason this works so well, this one exercise, it's a core exercise. It's not a push-up exercise. The ball is moving, and I'm planking to the ball. Right. I'm planking right. to the ball. So everybody sees that as a, oh, that's a push-up contest. No, that's an actual core strengthener. And Don Chu, you'll have to look him up. He was the head of the NSCA and he worked with many pro athletes over the years. He literally just retired a couple of years ago. He's like 82 now. And um, I said, Don, what the heck? Why is this working so well? It's amazing how strong I am without bench pressing. Like, I'll just do this exercise. That's it. And I can go bench press and grab 225 and do it five or six times, like effortlessly. That's not normal. Okay. Normally, 225 would be like, oh. God, I haven't benched in a while, and that feels like a house. So, premier exercise, but nobody teaches it the way I just showed you. They'll do medicine ball mm -hmm. push-ups, mm -hmm. but they don't do it from wide to in, from in to out. Wide, to in, out, in right. to out. That's what changes the angle. So, I'm strong in all angles, and the ball's moving. So, my rotator cuff, mm -hmm. there's no issues with my rotator cuff, Okay. I'm 53 years old, mm -hmm. no issues with rotator cuff of any sort, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm strong through my rotators. That one exercise does right. that for you. Right. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a good one. That is. And it's so simple as well. Wow. Here's another thing that's intrigued me for years and years, and, and I'd like your opinion on it. Um, various experts have predicted the ultimate level of human performance in all sorts of disciplines. And normally the increases and they become smaller and smaller as time goes on, follow a, a, a predictable curve. Every now and again, there's an outlier. And I, the one I'm thinking of is in the, the Olympics in the 70s. I think the long jump um, record was broken by a huge distance. It should have taken 20 years for that 
distance to be broken. What's your opinion, Bobby? Do you think we, we are getting close to the ultimate levels of human performance in a lot of disciplines, or do you think we'll keep on improving? I think we'll keep on improving. It's literally like I always say, it's like if your dad got up in the morning, jumped off the roof and walked to work, you'd think that's normal. But if you saw somebody do that, jump off the roof, like, yeah. holy shit, what the hell did that guy just do? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Where his son's like, my dad does it every day. Who cares? You know, it's like what you think you can do is what you can do. And to make it simple for you, the four minute mile. You remember when that got broken? Yeah. 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 Within within two weeks, four other guys did it. That's right. That's right. So so why is that? It wasn't a physical thing. That was a mental. mental. That's right. Mental. So. But if if we look at the comparison with the marathon, um, I can't think who it was. That marathon runner under ideal conditions in a stadium with paces and special shoes theoretically broke two hours for a standard marathon, right? But I don't think anyone's done that on the on the road yet, have they? In, in normal conditions, not yet. No, but that's what that that's what I'm saying though. They're pushing the limits beyond unbelievable. I yeah. couldn't beat I couldn't beat that guy in a hundred yard dash on the last hundred of his uh, marathon. That's right. That's how fast. That's how fast they're running. I know. <laughs> I couldn't even beat him in the hundred on the last one, fully fresh and ready to go. He would just torch me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Wow, so, Bobby. That's that's. Who is your typical client, and what prompts them to actually reach out to you? Um, a lot of people with pain. That happens all the time because it's a referral of somebody that comes from pain and then my golf pros so i have a lot of guys i work with on the tour that i increase their swing speed uh i help them lower their game and i just wrote a golf book and they put in there a couple tips on putting things that are like so basic so simple i'm not a really smart guy so i keep things super simple all the time and the simpler it is the easier it is to get it done Mm -hmm. and um average people can do this this isn't about the pros we talk about the pros because it's always high level and we're trying to help improve them a little bit. You know, if I if I improve a guy's game half a stroke a day on the pros, they're winning big money. Mm-hmm. It's like that that big a difference. That's that's two strokes, you know, in four days. That's that's yeah. a lot. It moves them up from, you know, 10th place to eighth place. And it's a lot of money mm-hmm. on the line. So, so- what Things would be like a, that. a reasonable expectation uh, if a golfer was working uh, with you for their club head speed to increase uh, by just doing your program? Well, I can, I can increase anyone the first session three to nine miles an hour because I can teach wow. them a couple of tricks. First session, three to nine. And I've done wow. it many, many, many times. There's a trick to it. Um, there's only five things to do to increase your swing speed. Okay. The first one is changing your equipment, change your equipment and go buy a new driver. That's what most people do. The second thing is getting bigger and stronger. Like Bryson DeChambeau did. He worked on his size and strength and increased his swing speed. The third one is a longer swing. So you can take that swing further back. That gives you more momentum coming into it. Mm -hmm. The fourth one is ground force reaction. So pushing off the ground, how you push off the ground. That one takes a little bit more time to learn how to do. But the fifth one I can do with everyone. I can teach you cadence. How fast can mm-hmm. you take it back? So there was a um, physicist or a biomechanics guy that said, why do you golfers take the club back so slow? You should take it back faster and it will increase your swing speed. So the faster it goes back, the more 
pulls on the body and then the faster it's going to come through. So cadence, that's instantaneously, I can get people to get more distance. Now, more accuracy? No, they're going to hit it all over the place because it's a new swing speed. It's totally different, but they will increase three to nine miles an hour in the first session as I teach them that. That's a trick. Um, And then I have a couple couple others I do with an alignment stick that's already in their bag. I teach them what to do with that. And um, um, it's amazing how much better they hit the ball. Uh, you're more consistent. When you do the drills for like four weeks, four to six weeks, they'll increase and hold that speed and they can transfer it to the golf course so they can have more fun. And it really matters. Every three yards you, you're gaining, right? If you gain 10 yards, that's a club difference. So mm-hmm. if I hit a seven iron, now I'm hitting an eight iron. But if I increase it two, I go from a seven iron to a nine iron. You're mm-hmm. way more accurate with a nine iron. So you're going to play better golf. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a combination of all this stuff. And one of my funniest stories was during COVID, the kid, Forbes Collins, it's on my website. If you go to my front page and scroll down, you'll see him right there. He calls me and goes, Bob, dude, I can't get to the gym. They closed all the gyms. What am I going to do? I said, dude, you have your medicine ball. You have your bands. You have your you know, your mat and your blocks and the stuff you need, do your workout. So I gave him his workout. Two and a half months later, uh, COVID opens up and lets golf go out. So they start playing golf. He didn't have his driver with him. He sends me this text. That's what I put on my website. Holy crap, do I have a new gear? I'm pretty sure I was hitting my three wood, 350 yards, swinging at 120 miles an hour. It felt considered cheating. I felt like I was cheating. It was so easy. And thanks, Bob. All the workouts have been great. And that's the text he sent me. So I literally put that on my site. And then I said, hey, Forbes, send me one of your swings. So that swing, he's swinging 130 miles an hour. That's above tour speed. There's there's not yeah. many guys on yeah. tour that swing 130. Okay. But that's one guy. And I've I've got hundreds of stories of different things. My son, he swings 130 miles an hour. And he's only a junior in high school. And he doesn't play golf. He just does wow. have fun. He just does it for fun. So he's a baseball player, but he crushes a golf ball because he's been around it. And the stick drill that we do all the time, called the alignment stick, he swung it the other day, like two weeks ago, 201 miles an hour. Okay. Most people can't get it over 170. Yeah. He did did over 200. So (laughs) the stuff works. It's right. just a matter of get, getting into it. And and it, it works for everyone, even if you're a super senior out there. I had an 82-year-old guy at one of my clinics. He's sitting there with his arms crossed, looking at me like, kid, you don't get it. I'm old. I can't do this. And by the end, he's up walking around. He looks a little excited. And he comes up to me and he goes, Bob, I said, I can see in your face right now. You can see the light. And he, go, and he goes, yeah. And he starts to talk. And I go, no, 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 stop. Go talk to the camera. Go tell the camera. People need to hear, oh, I yeah. can do this. Not from me, because it's like another sales thing, another blah, blah, blah. But I tell you guys, if you get your body moving better, I'm 53 and I move like a 20-year-old. Yeah. So it's like, it's going to get more fun as you get older. I'm never going to be the 80-year-old man that can, oh, I'm tired, I'm up. No, because I do a little bit every day. And I'm not a big workout guy. I don't spend an hour in the gym every day. I spend... I would say, I don't know, 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there. I'll watch TV. I'll do a 45 minutes to an hour in front of the TV, totally relaxing, doing different movements. But 
I am very, I would say, 50% average person now. I used to be the guy that would go two hours and two hours and work out all day and be strong and deadlift. And no, I'm not that person anymore. I'm busy with work, busy with family, married 20 years, two kids. It's a lot going on. So I get being busy and I get your lifestyle stuff. But what I tell you guys is fit it into your lifestyle because mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna love the result to go do whatever it is you love to do. Absolutely. You're not gonna have plantar fat plantar fasciitis. You're not going to have knee pain. Your mm -hmm. back's not going to hurt. It's just, you got to do the basics. It's sure. like brushing your teeth, get in there, yeah. do a little bit, be consistent throughout the week. If I did blocks today, don't do blocks tomorrow. Do that. Change right. it. Just do a little bit. So mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Good. We, I'm watching our time. We're running out of time here, but I've got one question I've got to ask you, Bobby. We ask this of all our successful business people, but I'm asking you from Instead of physical health, mental health, you've worked with a huge number of highly successful golfers, athletes from many disciplines. Is there a single characteristic or mindset that separates those who are successful from those who remain average, or is it more complicated than that? No, it all comes down to consistency. Consistency, great. One 100% consistency. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you are, it's how good can you be. And right. if you, you can always give up, but if you don't give up and you keep learning, I call it learning, you keep getting better. I tell all my pros that go to play, you're not playing to win, you're playing to learn. And as mm -hmm. you learn, winning becomes a byproduct of learning. That's yeah. the key. So you're never out there with an ego of I have to win. You're out there of learning about your, how do you feel on certain shots? God, I was nervous. God, I... Oh, I didn't commit to that. Oh, just learn. And then how do you commit next time? Mm -hmm. How do you not do that? That took you down and you made a triple bogey, you know, and that goes for all sports, everything. Sure. Right. It's like running. It's like, um, um, I'll tell a story of, uh, years ago, I was at Pat Croce was speaking at the Moscone center in San Francisco during a huge convention for fitness. I listened to him. I come off. I ran after him. I got his phone number. He said, call me directly. I was on cloud nine. I walk into the fitness center, all the, the events going on. And there's a big stair climbing event going on. This girl jumps off and goes, yeah, take that boys. And you know, like you're not going to beat my record. And I said, what'd you do? I said, if a girl did it, I can definitely outdo it. And she looked at me like pissed, right? I'm on cloud nine and I'm young. I'm just dumb. Right? So this is what I say. I would never say it now. But I get, on, I, I get on there and I start going, right, on the stair climber. You guys know what a stair climber is, right? Yes. Yeah. Do, 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 do. So when they're in San Francisco, they climb the Transamerica. When they're in uh, Chicago, they climb the Sears Tower. That's how they do this contest. So long story short, I get on there and you have to go full speed till you get to 82 floors, okay? And I'd done it before, but I'd never done it on full speed for seven minutes and 30 seconds, okay? So one minute into it, I'm going, oh, my God, I'm going to freaking die. But I'm like, I, I was talking so much shit to that girl. I said, the only person throwing me off here is going to be God. And I keep going. And it, I literally finish. I jump off. And I'm like, I can't show her that I'm tired, right? So I jump off. And I'm like, what's next? And I could barely <laughs> breathe. I could barely move. <laughs> oh my God. And I just fought through it. And it was like the, the point of what I was saying is that was all mental. Yeah. I could have easily jumped off at one minute, but I was thinking I can't because that girl, 
Uh, and I held it because mm, I had something to grab onto. So what I'm trying to say is you got to grab onto something that motivates you every day because right. this stuff gets boring. This stuff is mm -hmm. hard. This is, uh, it's not easy to be better, but you can do a little bit. You don't have to be a pro athlete, but you could be a little better and yep. next month a little better. And then five years later, a lot better. 10 years later, a lot better. So it's just give it time. It's like money in the bank. $5 a day doesn't seem like much till 20 years goes by. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, 30 grand in the bank. That's, that's right. a lot of money at one time to walk up and say, you want 30 grand? Well, that's fitness. So, right. so, yeah. so Bobby, how do people contact you? And I, I take it you work with people even virtually from all over the world. Oh, yeah, that's the biggest thing for me for COVID. It was great for my corporate wellness programs. Mm -hmm. I literally can have a thousand people on and say, you guys got any questions on back pain and answer some questions in 15 minutes. So that's what's awesome. Um, my email is bobby at bammotion.com. So B-A-M-M-O-T-I-O-N.com. There's two M's in the middle, bammotion. Okay. Um, and then the, the website's right there, bam-metrics.com. Um, and literally you order the tools, you guys can do this at home. It's super simple. Watch one video a day, one exercise, do that. And the next day, do the next one. You don't have mm -hmm. to be a fitness person to do this, but I promise you, you'll feel like a fitness person a year from now. Cause you're going to feel better than you do now. And that goes for, I mean, pro athletes that's across the board. Most people don't do these things. They've never seen this before. They've never seen a mat that has boxes and numbers to move around like this. So hopefully you guys will give it a try. And uh, I love helping. So Great. pay it and forward. Tell a friend. Last quick one. You mentioned books. Your books are available on Amazon, on your website, on, Amazon. on both? On Amazon. on Amazon. Yeah, they're not on my website yet. We're actually going to okay. get on that in the next few weeks. But um, Bobby Aldridge, just put in Bobby Aldridge and it'll pop up three books. Um, one's on physiotherapy, making the clinic better. One's on the desk jockey, corporate wellness, and then one's on golf. Perfect. So. Okay. And for our audio listeners, we'll put links to those books in the description, wherever you're watching this. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, that was fascinating. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you also very much for tuning into our show. If anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a short application form and we would love to hear from you. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.